Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their awesome hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 96. Hey there, guys and girls. Welcome back to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast. I hope that you are having a wonderful week, a wonderful uh, pre-Thanksgiving holiday and Christmas and all of that stuff. It's on the horizon, coming pretty quick, and I hope that you're also having a great hunting season, able to get out and enjoy the woods and enjoy time and creation. Uh, quick update, and then we're going to dive right into our, I always say dive in. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, just forewarning, I say dive a lot. It's like we're swimming in this podcast. But anyhow, we're going to hop into, jump into, we're going to skip into a story here in a little bit. But anyway, before that, a little update on what's going on with my hunting season. Uh, for those of you that care, I uh, have not killed a buck yet, but I've still had some good experiences. Uh, like I said before, my early season goals were to get Corey a deer and to get Riley a deer two uh, relatively new hunters was able to get Corey his first doe early on riley i tell you what last week it should have been a dead buck uh got him up on top of a knob where there's been some good buck movement in uh, previous years and it didn't disappoint we had a six point come in 20 yards riley's got uh his grandpa's crossbow now he was planning on using a compound bow this year but the day before we had a lot of action and he felt like after that he just wasn't confident using the compound bow so he switched over to grandpa's crossbow well uh, he uh, cocked this thing while he was up in the stand and I'm not sure what exactly went wrong but all I know is three times Riley pulled the trigger and three times I did not hear that thwack sound that I was hoping to hear while I was filming him Uh, this buck came in and eventually busted us and the bow just wouldn't fire and we we finally let it down and realized that it had to be in it must have been in the wrong position with the safety something was messed up but anyhow Riley did not get his first deer that day, um, so he's still going, trying to get that chance. But I was able to take my brother-in-law Kirk out, and we had a fun hunt. Kirk just started hunting this year as well, got himself a crossbow at an auction, and um, hunted in a lawn chair the night before and saw some deer but didn't get a chance. So he and I dove in to a creek bottom up in northern Ohio and uh, had a great hunt. We uh, had three, or no, four deer come in right off the bat, two bucks, uh, small bucks and two does. I tried to call them in. They came to about 50 yards and stopped. It didn't give us a chance. About an hour later, um, three deer came in, and Kirk was able to make a beautiful double lung shot. I was able to get that on video on a uh, smaller deer, but it was just awesome, absolutely awesome. I was so pumped for him. He felt the adrenaline and um, was just an incredible experience. So that's been a lot of fun. I'm still hunting, trying to manage uh, family life. Uh, if you go back a few episodes, you can listen to how my wife feels about hunting, and we've had some conversations recently where I'm trying to do that my best to balance because I feel that pressure I want so badly to kill a deer and part of that social media I see everybody shooting deer it seems like everybody and their cousin has gotten one down except for me and I know that I'm not the only one I know that many of us out there it's just we had a plan and the plan just hasn't worked out yet for whatever reason maybe our mistake maybe just the way things have gone maybe the hot weather maybe just our plan wasn't a good plan, whatever it was, but I want to encourage you and let you know there's still time, there's still opportunities, and even if it doesn't pan out, being in the woods is never a loss. It's never a bad thing. So do your best, and I'm going to do my best, whatever time I've got left to hunt, 
just enjoy it. Go out and enjoy it. Try and take that pressure off your chest just to go out and have a fun hunt. Um, that's what I'd encourage you to do. Um, today I have on my podcast a, a great interview with a fantastic couple. This was a lot of fun. I sat down with Jonathan and Paige. Now we've been trying to set this podcast up for roughly a year. Uh, Jonathan contacted me November 22nd of 2019 and uh, we had a good conversation and things just didn't work out. And the timing just for whatever reason, a few times we set up this this podcast and either on my end or on their end, it just didn't pan out until tonight I finally got to talk to Jonathan and the timing was perfect. <laughs> the timing was what I believe was God's timing when he wanted us to talk because Jonathan just a couple days ago shot the biggest buck of his life and he had Paige running the video camera for him. And so we meet this couple, we hear their stories, uh, how they got together, um, and it is a great episode that I think that you guys are going to enjoy. So here we go. We are going to um, leap into this episode with Jonathan well, guys, I am joined tonight by Jonathan Sifuentes and Paige Allball. Been trying to uh, get these guys on the show for a little while, and we finally got our schedules to match up. Jonathan, Paige, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Just uh, busy. We just put the dogs away so we could record this. So. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy I enjoy a good dog barking in the background, though. That really spices things up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, tell us about yourselves. Where are you guys from? Um, We're from southwest Iowa. Uh, I grew up in a small town called Glenwood, Iowa. Uh, born, born and raised, uh, working hard and loving the outdoors. Absolutely. Paige, how about you? Um, I was, I was born in Council Bluffs, Iowa, um, and didn't really do any outdoorsy stuff, but occasional fishing trips with my dad and always wanted to, you know, go out and actually hunt and get that experience. And that's what I got when I met Jonathan. So. Uh All right. So it was a package deal. It kind of came, came with it, huh? Oh Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you guys are engaged, correct? Yes. All right. When's when's the due no, the due date? That doesn't sound right. When's the <laughs> when's the when's the wedding date? You guys got that planned out yet? Yeah, it's actually um October twenty third of next year. All right. Less than a year already. <laughs> Jonathan, you planned that during hunting season though. Did you think about uh, that? I did not. I, I, after I said that date, all of my friends were giving me crap about it. So. Well, you know, 23rd's <laughs> not too – I mean, you're getting close to – I mean, at least in Ohio, you're getting cl- closer to some good dates. But, you know, it's not right in November, so you're all right, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, November's the best time to go out here, so. All right. Well, whenever I have couples on I, – I, I'm sorry, Paige, did I cut you off? No, you're fine. I was just going to say, I told him he could do his uh, bachelorette party as a – or bachelor party as a hunting trip. <laughs> Oh, no, that sounds pretty cool. All right. If you guys want to invite me on that, I'll be happy to come out there to Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. We'll send you out here. Nice, man. So, Paige, Jonathan, I know everybody, like, I know everybody here wants to get to a hunting story, but they had, I mean, we got a couple on the show. How did you guys meet? Give us a little bit of the love story here. (laughs) Well, uh, two years ago, I was sitting in the tree stand and, uh, this is starting good already. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I actually had her uh, Snapchat, so I just sent her a random Snapchat, and 
then on we just I think our third date he took me out in the tree stand and I was shaken <laughs> I think he was shaking a little bit more climbing up but I was pretty shaken I was scared <laughs> wow so this started over snapchat I mean welcome to the 21st right. century yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well cool so it sounds like hunting's kind of been there for both of you guys um i mean it's been a foundation of your relationship it sounds like oh yeah all right well let's let's dive in a little bit jonathan it sounds like you maybe had more of a hunting background so um kind of bring us through you know how you became a hunter and what kind of stirred your passion for hunting well uh I, I grew up watching my dad hunting, uh, ever since I was a baby, ever since I was little that, uh, did a lot of hunting and, uh, I always just wanted to be like him. So he definitely was a, uh, influence in my life for the outdoors. And he still is with, um, whenever I shoot a deer or whatever, I, he's the first person I call and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, that, he, he's definitely the reason why I'm out in the outdoors and as big as I am with it today. Yeah, cool. What what did your dad um you know, what did you start off hunting? Uh deer hunting, pheasant hunting. I remember walking the fields when the uh the switchgrass and all that was over my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I I loved it for the first time. Yeah, I uh, it's kind of funny I went out. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think uh, it's funny how you get older and you're like, wait, was that switched grass always like that, <laughs> that height or did I grow a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So dad kind of instilled that in you. Is there any of those early hunting stories that kind of stand out to you as just kind of like uh, one that rises to the top for you? I would say the first time that uh, I went and sat in the tree stand with him, honestly, um, I was probably... I think I was eight years old and it was, it was one of them ladder hang on stands. Oh boy. And, uh, my dad had me climb over the ladder stand to get on the hang on stand. (laughs) And I, I remember I was, you know, when you go, when you're on a roller coaster and you get to the top and your stomach kind of feels queasy. Uh That's how I felt because the wind was blowing and all that. And the tree was moving. It wasn't that thick of a tree, but I just felt weird, but, ever since that first buck walked out, it was a nice 12. Mm. Uh, he, he took a shot at it and shot it in the brisket. So unfortunately we weren't able to find it, but it was, that was that moment on, it was like, man, I, I want to do that. I want to be like that. So. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, just this past week, um, I took my daughter Ansley on her first official hunt. I had her sit in a play set there a year or two ago and <laughs> I tried to hope a deer come in the backyard, but that didn't pan out. But I took her on her first official hunt. She's four years old. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I tried to get her up in this ladder stand and it's the ladder stand. Let's just say it's on its, it's on its final leg. So Probably shouldn't have uh, done that ladder stand in particular, but got her up in and uh, got her seated. I tied her off and uh, I had a buck come in and she was all excited. Of course, she could just see it through the netting. She's not tall enough to look over and had a buck come in, but it was just, that was a cool experience. And I don't know with her being four, you're eight, you know, being eight, you'll be able to probably, you know, you can remember it, but whenever she's four, I don't know, but it was just a neat experience to be out in the woods with her, you know? Oh yeah, definitely one thing i can't wait to do yeah 
Well, Paige, how about you? So you, it sounds like you didn't start off hunting a whole lot or what's your background with hunting? I honestly have not ever hunted or shot a gun until I met Jonathan. Okay. And like I said, our third day, he, you know, went and grabbed his mom's hunting gear and was like, here, throw it on. Let's go. We're getting in the tree stand. And that was my first experience. You know, we didn't see anything, but just like talking to him and having him explain things and just teach me about things was what really opened my eyes and wanted me just to learn more and actually be able to one day say I could shoot a deer. Mm -hmm. And so I think I just kept going with him and, um, you know, I went with a muzzleloader and that was the first time I actually saw him shoot a deer and I was just amazed by it. And I thought it was just so cool. And then, um, what I think we got my first bow just what maybe a couple months ago mm -hmm. <laughs> like right before was October it? 1st yeah so that was opening day and that's when I got my my bow all right oh, so, I want to hear how that how that hunt happens so you meet Jonathan it takes a little bit of time you get your your feet wet in it but I want to hear about how you were able to get your first deer so tell me about that hunt so I think honestly, probably two weeks before that opening day. Um, that's when I got my bones practicing a bunch, just going crazy with it. And, um, you know, John's like, yeah, I think you're ready. Let's get your tag and let's get out there. So we, um, got up in the double tree stand, um, and just, we were sitting and to my left, um, two, two does and then their babies come out and so he's like you know you know and so I, I get up and I'm shaking just trembling and um you know I you know I'm waiting and I'm waiting and waiting that time you know for the doe I wanted to um turn to me that funnel or that doe winded us that other doe oh, that came out yes yes so that was <laughs> Yeah, shoot, shoot. I'm sorry. I'm gonna, no, go I'm gonna interrupt. But there's two does, two two bigger mature does, and the second one that came out winded us, and she was stomping around, just blowing. Oh yeah, and I that one. and and right then and there, I thought the hunt was over. But they just they stood there. They the other one stood there and didn't think anything of it. And then I'll let Paige, I'll let Paige take over. But yeah, so. <laughs> forgot about that part sorry she was stomping around and um the other mom was uh the other mama doe was just uh standing there um kind of like I guess her back towards me or away from me like her bottom end was facing me and so I was just waiting and waiting and um I kind of I feel like I calmed down honestly waiting for that and so right when she turned broadside I just pulled back and I put it behind her shoulder and um, let her go. And um, come to find out, she, uh, I accidentally, uh, accidentally, I hit her in the neck. Oh, boy. But it actually went through and hit her in the lung, which was just lucky, I guess. And um, she went down about 30 yards away. And um, when we were going to look for her, uh, there was a good blood trail and everything, and she broke my broadhead, broke my arrow, everything. Um, but we were going, and uh, Jonathan's dad actually 
um, founder and he just looked at me and he's like, oh, I think there's some more blood over here. And I kind of <laughs> knew, I was like, oh, I think the beer's over there. And so I, yeah. I go over there and I just couldn't help but just like laugh. I was just in shock. I was like, oh my gosh, I actually did this. <laughs> and I was just for a solid like two hours, just like, I kept looking at Jonathan. I'm like, I did it. I'm like, I shot a no. Like, I did not think I was going to be able to do this at all, especially two weeks of practice of shooting my first bow. I'm like, that's just crazy. I was, I was so, you know, blessed um, and excited and just knowing that I could go out and, you know, enjoy God's creation and what he could give to us and what I could harvest. And it was just really awesome. Oh man, that's an awesome story. I love that. I think it's cool. You know, you get this now, was this your first year hunting or had you hunted a, a previous season before this? No, that was my first year. So your first year, you get a bow, you practice for two weeks, you go out and and you put a, I mean, the, it sounded like the shot was good. I mean, it worked. <laughs> so. it, exactly. It worked. <laughs> yeah. And in, in the video, cause I recorded it too. She, uh, the doe actually, when she shot the doe stepped towards towards us oh okay so she, so she was quartering towards us right when she shot and that's how the arrow came back through got it yeah mm. and uh yeah i think it hit one lung but it, it did enough for sure yeah i'll tell you what i i think those moments whenever you get that first deer um i was with my brother-in-law there's another story for you and i, I helped him get his first deer and um there the other day and that was just awesome you know just watching his reaction and being able to be there with him there's something special about just being with the wood in the woods and then there's that whole fun i did that same thing to him i was like hey uh, you might want to come over here and look for blood (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's always a fun trick people play on each other it's a good thing oh yeah and and it it kind of feels really rewarding too Mm -hmm. as a person teaching and uh wanting like i felt very rewarded and i was super proud of Paige for shooting that deer and mm-hmm. being able to actually shoot it. Cause I was talking to my dad after we, after the hunt and he said, I didn't, I didn't think she had it in her to be able to shoot a deer. <laughs> so I, the truth. No, comes I, out. I, oh yeah, for sure. But I, I was definitely proud and mm-hmm. felt rewarded that I was able to teach someone how to do it too. So that's cool. Well, Jonathan, I'm going to jump over to you here in a minute, but I want to ask Paige a couple more questions. So there's people that listen to this and I've, I've dealt with this topic a good bit. Um, you know, my wife is not a hunter, but there are those out there that maybe their uh, significant other or the person they're dating or fiance or whatever is getting into it. Paige, what did Jonathan do right uh, in teaching you, you know, what to do? Like, how did he prepare you? Is there anything that you could point, like maybe a couple things that he did that kind of helped you get ready for that moment? Honestly, I think it was just how comfortable he made me feel. And I felt, you know, safe and I felt, um, you know, not pressured. Like I didn't feel like, okay, you need to go and shoot something now and, you know, like do it right away. Like I felt like I could ask him questions and he would answer and just educate me. And um, also, you know, his family, Um, I'm really close with his mom and dad. And so they would, you know, I didn't have any hunting clothes and his mom would just give me them and like here, wear them. And, um, 
his dad would help me and just give me tips and pointers for, you know, anything. And I mean, I grew up, my mom is, she, we were trying to watch the video of Jonathan shooting his buck and my mom was like, no, I can't watch it. And she was just like, <laughs> you were terrible. <laughs> but I mean, like, so I grew up with like, it was just sad and, you know, you know, we didn't have any guns in the house. And, um, so it was different for me. Um, growing up that way and then you know going to Jonathan and seeing how he was raised but uh I think just being comfortable and knowing that I have someone to educate me and keep me safe while I'm hunting yeah um is a really good thing I think those of us that grew up hunting we forget how intimidating it is to have a weapon in our hands and have that huge yeah. responsibility of taking an animal's life like that's that's, you know, you do it when you're eight, nine, ten years old, and and you kind of get numb to that fact. And then when you get older, you have more maturity. You have more. You're more aware of those kind of things. I think, Jonathan, you agree with that? Yes, I, I definitely do agree with it. It was actually a conversation that we had uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, I think we were driving home or something, but she she was. I was asking her if I thought if she thought that she could do it with the muzzleloader. And she said, to be honest, I don't know because of the whole factor of holding a gun mm -hmm. or shoot, shooting a deer with a gun. And uh, I, I don't think I've ever had that feeling before. Yeah. But like you said, it's, it's one of those things where you get just so used to it, starting out at a young age and getting numb to that feeling that, yeah, this could do damage. If it yeah. could do damage to an animal, it could do damage to a person mm -hmm. but uh yeah I, I i definitely agree with you on that yeah i i think growing up i and maybe it's a something too it's I, it was drilled into me my dad did a good job especially at that young age we did a lot of deer drives back then that was the primary way i i mean i knew nothing of sitting in a tree stand i mean it was always deer drives and pushing deer and that type of thing so you had to have the young people had to be taught like this is a shot that you can take. This is a shot that you can't take because you got drivers pushing down to standards. So you have hunters all around you. So oh, yeah. that was kind of, and that was intimidating. And that's why I stood next to my dad for the longest amount of drives. And finally I was allowed to like, you know, maybe be 10 yards from him. And then finally I could hunt by myself. And, but you know, that's just kind of, and still, so I think a, a good takeaway for people to think about is when you're getting somebody new into it, try and try and remember what you forgot. <laughs> remember yeah. how, how intimidating that is, because like you said, you know, we're used to holding guns. It's not a big deal for us, but for somebody new, that could be a scary thing. And, and they need to have that confidence that, that Paige had to take that first shot, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, Jonathan, let's slide over to you. So you get into hunting. Your dad is a big part of that. Any of those um, stories kind of stand out to you as you get into, and, and it could be something more recent, but um, uh, what's some of those, what's some of your favorite hunting stories that just kind of stand out to you? Um, I would say my first deer, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think I was in like fifth grade, so I don't, I don't know what age that is. Me neither. Like 10. Yeah, 15 10 for some some. people, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh i remember it was sometime in january in iowa we used to have a uh a doe only high power season mm. and uh my dad went out and i was asleep i, I was 
it was it was in the morning. My dad came back, and uh, he woke me up. He said, "Hey, do you want to shoot a deer?" And that's when I was finally able to get my hunter safety course and all that done, and I got my first tag and all that. So I was like, "Yeah." So I I got all my stuff on, and uh, we went back out to the property because it it was uh, a neighbor a neighbor of ours let us out their property, and um, we went out there and we started walking and usually we go all the way down to the timber before we start seeing deer and uh right when we parked we started walking and we saw like three or four does at about 200 yards and uh my dad got me set and told me whenever I was ready so I put that the scope right on her shoulder and took a shot and yeah double longer and I remember my dad was so excited for me and um, walked up to it. And it was probably, it was, it's probably the biggest doe I've shot to this day, honestly. So, but yeah, that, that was my favorite hunting story. I'd, I'd say. Yeah. I, I just, it always comes back to that. I think guys, you always remember that first one, especially if you're with your, your dad or somebody that's been teaching you how to hunt. There's something special about that. I think. Oh yeah. Hmm. But after that, it, it, it just took off for me for, for hunting. So, yeah. And you have started, um, we can dive into this a little bit now. So you started something called outdoor tradition. So let's talk a little bit about that. And then I want to get to, uh, some of the recent, <laughs> some of the recent stuff that's been going on with you guys. So tell us about outdoor tradition. Um, outdoor tradition is, it was, it started off as an Instagram account that I think it started off more with fishing and, um, I think I was just, I was in high school when it started and uh, I, I started it just so I could start posting my uh, hunting stuff, my fishing stuff. And uh, later on, I just thought, well, maybe I could just record my hunts and all this and that. So I got a camera, I got a couple GoPros and uh, just started recording my hunts. And now I have a YouTube channel. It's it's not big at all. It's, I think I only have like 30 something subscribers, but I still find joy in being able to accomplish being able to record my own hunts and all that. Cause now I know it's definitely, it's definitely difficult to uh, be able to get the camera set and then get your bow and then draw back and then have to draw back down to move your camera. So yeah, I, mean, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's cool, man. I um, I tell you what, it's it's fun. I, I we've talked a little bit here before, but filming your hunts is like a blessing and a curse. It's really fun, you know, to when it works out and you get it on video and you're able to show that video and you know, it's just neat to capture that moment and go back and watch it again. Um, but it's also a pain to carry everything. And then it's not easy to film your hunt. So there's definitely some challenges with it, but it is, it is rewarding whenever it does work out. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So if uh, people want to check that out just go to YouTube and just look up outdoor tradition, right? Yes. All right. So outdoor tradition is there. And then it's also on uh, Instagram as well. And so uh, you got a subscriber for me. So, um, (laughs) so let's dive into um, some of your stories together. So we have pages first, dear, any other stories before what happened just a couple days ago? 
Um, together or? Yeah, either one. Just your favorite stuff. Okay. Uh, I could I could say about my first bow buck. Okay, cool. Uh, it was that same property that I shot that doe. I think I think I shot it when I was 15, 16. So either my freshman or sophomore year in high school, I was finally able to, I got my truck and finally able to drive. So that's when I started to be more independent with my hunting and all that. So I was shooting a diamond razor. Um, it was the rut. And to be honest, I didn't think I would see anything that day. But I did, I brought out the decoy and had it, I'd say probably about 20 yards from me. And it was getting close to the end of the hunt. And I was in my head, I was like, well, I might as well just play with my grunt call and just wait it out till the sun goes down, then I'll, I'll leave. And at that point, my head wasn't even saying, yeah, I'm probably going to call on a deer. So I'm sitting there. <laughs> And I get my grunt call out and I'm just blowing on it just for probably a minute straight, honestly. And I put it away and then I just hear rustling. And I'm thinking, oh, that's probably a squirrel because this, this property is loaded with squirrels. And yeah, uh, I, I know that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But uh, I heard rustling, didn't think anything of it. And then I heard it walking fast towards me and I look over and uh here's this eight point at at that time i thought it was a pretty big buck so he's coming beeline straight to the decoy and uh i stand up get my bow and i'm already shaking like crazy when i see him so he comes up over the ridge and he he stops and stares right at the decoy and it was probably the coolest thing i've ever seen his ears pinned back and his face you know when when a deer's about to get in a fight, they just look mad. Mm -hmm. That's what he looked like, and he <laughs> puffed up like crazy, and he started walking right in front of me. So I stopped him. I was shaking like crazy and calmed myself down, and it felt like it was forever, but it was probably within like five seconds. And then finally, I just let it go and uh, double-lunged him and didn't even go. 50 yards and dropped so that's awesome yeah, that's, yeah that was that was my first bow buck and uh yeah that was another pretty re rewarding hunt because that year i i think i had my bow for a couple of years and i i wanted to shoot a buck so bad with my bow and that was it so <laughs> that's cool i've never got experience that um a decoy i mean i have a decoy and i've considered using it at different times but it just uh i've well i've tried it a couple times and it just hasn't panned out but that whole you see that on tv a lot like the buck getting all aggressive and the hair on the back of the neck and that's just that would be awesome to experience that i'd make my heart probably skip a couple beats to see that oh yeah for sure <laughs> so Paige, back to you um so you shoot that first deer with a bow have you been able to get another deer since then no i have not not I, yet so still, still working at it yeah after jonathan um 
what was that? It was the day after I shot the day mine. after he shot his big one. We go out and um same stand and yeah, everything. same stand and everything and it was about six fifty in the morning and you know the sun was barely coming up and but it was legal to shoot so um Jonathan's like you know what it was, it was windy it was cold and he's like you know what I'm gonna grunt and I'm like okay and uh my bow is uh on the hook on the trees um so it's like all the way behind me almost and um he grunts and not even two seconds later we just he looks at me he's like big buck big buck come on get up and so I'm like, oh gosh, oh no, here we go. <laughs> and so I, you know, I stand up and I'm like slowly turning and getting my bow. And by the time I turn back around, he's already in front of me. So I'm like, oh crap. And I, you know, I pull back and I'm like, tell him to stop, get him to stop, you know. And he uh, gets him to stop. And it was just so darn dark out almost. So like it just wasn't light enough. Like if we waited yeah. about five more minutes, um, but I still wanted to try. So I put my pen as good as I could and, you know, I let it go. And immediately I was like, crap. I was like, I hit low. I don't know if I hit him or not. I'm like, he kicked. I'm shaking though, because <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping I got him, but, um, Jonathan's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna sneak down there and check the arrow. And, uh, cause it was a pass through and so he checks it and he's like, yeah, there's blood. And so then I'm, you know, going crazy again. I'm like, all right, all right, call your dad. Let's, let's get this buck. Let's get it. And, um, so he calls his dad and, you know, they're going to, they're getting there ready and they're coming out to help us go look. And we wait about 30 minutes and I couldn't wait any longer. And I go down and I grab the arrow you know, the arrow out of the ground and I look at my broad head and there's fat on it. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm like, I didn't even make a vital shot. Like I did not make a kill shot. Mm. And, um, I just start praying. I'm like, Oh, please let it just be like, he magically died. Like, I don't know. I was just like, cause I would feel so attack, bad. Yeah. yeah. I would just feel so bad. And so we're out looking, walking and, you know, we found a blood trail. So we got, excited I don't know we were just like yeah there's a good blood trail let's keep following it we followed it for about 50 yards maybe and it just stops and so we all spread out and try looking for him and you know we kind of came to the conclusion that it was probably a brisket shot and you know he's probably caught it up and running after another doe somewhere so it was a miss but you know his mom, his dad, and Jonathan, they've all had it happen. And, you know, it's not probably going to be my last time, but um, we'll just have to be more patient. We're going to go out this weekend and see if we can get something. But it was it was still super fun, and I'm so proud mm -hmm. of myself for being able to pull back and give it a go on a buck. So Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know what, Paige, you and myself included at this point and a few others, you know, we've had those experiences you know if things just didn't pan out and all you can do in that is just keep going keep trying and, and hope for the next best opportunity and do better the next chance you get you know and there's a lot of people out there that maybe <laughs> you watch facebook um or you you look around on instagram it seems like everybody and their cousin is killing a giant buck right now but that's Literally. not really that's not really the case uh, there's yeah. that's actually a small percentage because it's it's not easy to do 
Um, it takes some hard work and it takes some luck and it takes all of that. And, you know, you and I will just keep rolling and, and I'm hoping to see that uh, that will work out for you here in a couple of days. Oh yeah. Thank you. But there are those people that have had a little bit of luck go their way <laughs> and you're sitting right next to one of them and I've watched right. the videos. So Jonathan, <laughs> let's get into that story. Tell us what happened just a few short days ago. Oh, well, I, I'm just going to start, start off saying that I shot the biggest buck of my life uh, with my bow. Um, we still it, like you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. This this one meant a lot to me because um, it was with my dad's bow. It was It's an older Matthews. Uh, this last year he got a new one, but he's, he's shot so many deer with this bow. And uh, my goal this year was to be able to put a buck down with this with this bow. But uh, the week before I shot my buck, I went out with my dad because it was his 50th birthday and they're planning, my parents were planning, or my mom was planning a surprise birthday party for my dad. So I had to be the, the distraction. So what better distraction would there be rather than hunting? <laughs> so I took him out and we sat in the same stand and uh was about a one 140 inch buck came out uh he was walking perfectly toward towards us and uh he just veered off he got a whiff of something he liked and walked a different direction so um yeah I was bummed out about that because I guess my dad wanted me to take the shot. So that was uh, the week before I shot my buck. And then this past weekend, uh, we went out um, five o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, we went out and um, we're sitting there and did I grunt or did I rattle first? Okay. So I rattled first. And uh, I saw a little buck coming way, way back towards us. And I was going to have Paige shoot it. I told her to stand up and uh, get set. And he was coming in probably about 40 yards. And then right when he was getting close to us, I don't know what it was, but something blew. A A doe or a buck blew behind us, and I didn't even see it. So... That was one thing that Paige and I talk, were talking about was like, yeah, that that whatever that was, was a God thing. Because if she would have shot that little buck, we probably would have gotten down right away and looked for it. Mm. So we waited a little bit because uh, it's the rut. Like anything's possible. So I decided wait 30 more minutes and then I'll rattle. So I rattle and then put my antlers back on the hook and I was just standing there just looking around and at the top at the probably about 75 yards I saw this buck looking the other direction and you know how like in the movies when someone gulps like you could hear it yeah that's that's how I felt and I was like tapping Paige I thought she was asleep I was like, big buck, big buck, get up, get up, get the camera. And uh, she got the camera set on him, and he comes in at about 
27 yards. I ranged him at 27 yards. And I drew back and trying to get my composure again. He start, He was making a scrape, actually, when before I drew back. And uh, finally got my composure settled down and took the shot. And it was a clean pass through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was funny because Paige, Paige thought I missed. She's like, you missed it. You missed it. I was like, no, I didn't. I smoked him. So he's running up. And this was the first deer that I have seen get the wobbly legs and go down. Runs up 30, 40 yards, gets wobbly. And I told Paige, he's going down. He's going down. And then he tumbles. And we were freaking out that whole time. So then finally I called my dad. And he's like, oh, awesome. I, I, I thought it was a neighbor that shot a buck. <laughs> and I was like, no, it was me. So he's like, all right, we'll, we'll give it a, uh, like 30 minutes and then we'll go down and look for him. I said, he's dead. I, I, I see him. And he's like, okay, all right, we'll we'll just wait 30 minutes, see if something comes down to me. And I was like, all right. So, uh, yeah, finally we went, we went down and looked for him and followed the blood trail and I recovered the biggest buck of my life. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I've seen the video and it's on the YouTube channel. So if you guys want to check out outdoor outdoor tradition on uh, YouTube, you can watch this too. But you sent that to me, and it is awesome. <laughs> you two talking back and forth, talking back and forth in the stand, and um, just the excitement—it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I don't think I celebrated ever that much about a deer, mm. but yeah, this—it felt really good to be able to uh, accomplish accomplish it with my dad's bow yeah that's that's a cool feeling um yeah that's awesome man so describe this buck as you walk upon it what's your feeling together i mean you guys are together and this has been like a couple in the stand together type thing (laughs) um what are you thinking well well first my video skills were absolutely terrible in that video because I think the main thing about that was um it's mainly like the audio like us just freaking out together like it was such a amazing moment and like I I told John that I feel like I sound silly when I say it but like when that buck was walking in it was like tv almost like it was just a beautiful buck walking in and I was just amazed by it and um but when, yeah, when we got down, um, I, we were looking for it and I saw the, the buck and I look at Jonathan, I'm like, there he is. I'm like, go get him. And it was just, I've never seen a buck that big before. And so I was just so proud and seeing Jonathan, his dad's speechless. Like it was just, it was such a great moment to see between them and to see just how excited his dad was for him and how, Jonathan was just so happy and you know like I was uh Jonathan and I were talking about um you know it's like a it's just like a it's it's a gift from God you know he Jonathan you know worked really hard um before the season on bringing the deer with the corn and all that and then uh um just years and years of not getting a big buck like this with the bow and then you know he finally goes out and teaching me and everything and 
he gets us back. It's just so rewarding and just a great gift from God and just the ability of us to be able to go out and enjoy the creation and to harvest something that, you know, God made is just um, something that's just a really big blessing and um, something that, you know, we learn a lesson from like how Jonathan was saying, it's like, it's a God thing when I could have shot that little buck walking by, but something in you know God's plan was like no that's not that's not what you have today I got something way better for you just hold on to your horses and you know we we took it and Jonathan got something way better that day and it's just it's so awesome when you can sit back and reflect and say like you know it might seem you know not like realistic or you know you might not think oh that was a God thing in that moment but when you can reflect you're like wow it just opens your eyes and you're like that is just so cool and so amazing what god can do and um your hard work really pays off so Hmm. that's good i i you know what popped in my head there the red fern grows you guys ever seen that movie oh yeah I love that movie. He talks about, you know, how he he's prayed and he's prayed and he's prayed for those dogs. And his grandpa says, well, you got to put your, your end of the deal in, you know, you got to get your work in. So the boy goes and he works and then God allows him, enables him to get these, these two dogs. You know, I just think about that. You know, sometimes we put our work in, but it's really, I mean, I, I always say luck, but it's not luck. I, I think God in his timing and, you know, um, I, I think there's a little bit of both that's going on in that moment that he allows those things to happen. So I, I agree with you. I think that's really awesome how that, that panned out for you, Jonathan and Paige for you to be there. Yes, oh, yeah. yes for sure. Thank you. Mm. I'm looking at this buck now, Jonathan, I'm just not that it matters. You know, some people care, some people don't, but I'm curious, did you get this buck scored? Yes. I, I actually bought the, that score tape, the wild, the game score tape. Okay. I'm going to guess. And, can I do a guess real quick? I'm. This is how bad I am at guessing. All right, everybody? All right. I'm going to look at this deer. He's a one, two, three, four, five. So he's what, a nine-pointer? Yes. Nine-point deer. I'm going to guess that he was 152. He was 160. Oh, I wasn't too far off. Eight <laughs> inches. Hey. <laughs> yeah. No, no he, he had 12-inch G2s yeah. and 10-inch G3s. Mm, and good, yeah yeah that was the biggest buck of my life so that's cool and i'm looking at the pictures here and it's cool to see your there's one with your dad and then to have your dad's bow there that's just a really special moment that you got to experience there just a couple of days ago yes yeah, for sure and and when when i saw my dad speechless that was probably the highlight he walked <laughs> up to it and he did not know what to say and it was probably what five or six seconds that he was like all right let's take pictures <laughs> <laughs> so and oh, the week man. the week before that my uh best friend actually shot a really big buck uh up in college he he goes to iowa state university mm-hmm. so that's about two hours away and that whole week after that i was like man i want to shoot a buck so bad mm-hmm. and yeah it, it it came quick and happened very quick so oh, that's good man well, let, let's talk just for a second we're in mid-season i usually don't get too much into tactics but what do you think helped you get on a buck like this besides being in iowa <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i would just say at this time of the rut just being aggressive with calling and 
yeah. being aggressive with rattling and all that. Your scent control plays a very big factor around here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like Paige said, the day after I shot my buck and in the same stand, I grunted once and that buck that Paige shot at was probably about a 140 inch buck came right in front of us. So I would just say being aggressive with your, with your grunting and your, with your rattling. And yeah. uh, this, this weekend we're going to try to get the decoy out and hunt a field and see if we could pull something out of the timber. So yeah, I, that that's, that's all I can say about it. Yeah. Being in the woods, man, I think that's it. Um, you know, I mean, when you can, tonight was one of those nights for me where, uh, I could tell my wife I've, I've hunted quite a bit in the last week and a half. And so tonight was one of those, I needed to be home oh, <laughs> kind yeah. of deals, you know, but I've already uh, got plans to head out tomorrow morning for a uh, get one quick hunt in before work. And I got to pull some strings in order for that type of stuff to happen. But I think in order for it to happen, you've got to create those opportunities, be in the woods, you know, um, whether it's being aggressive or just being there, I think you can't kill them from your couch. You've got to, got to make those opportunities happen. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. Well guys, I really appreciate you two coming on and, and telling your, your hunting stories and your experiences and Paige, like I said, I think it's going to happen for you. It's just a matter of time here. Thank you. And you too. I hope you, uh, can get one tomorrow or you know sometime this week well if i do um you check out shedding light outdoors it'll be on there and i'll have a big smile on my face and kind of a sense of relief it's <laughs> it's that stage where it's like okay i know there's still plenty of time there's still plenty of time left in the season but you almost it is you do have to kind of check that panic a little bit where you're like you know what if i don't get one god is still good and mm -hmm. I've still enjoyed some beautiful mornings, some beautiful sunsets in the woods, and I, I shouldn't complain about anything, you know, and that's, oh, yeah. that's the attitude I try and have, but it's hard. It is hard whenever you see a lot of people, a lot of your friends shooting deer, and you're still not there yet, but you know what? Like I said, it's, it's time in the woods. That's what matters, and, and some of that experience that you guys had being in the woods with family and friends, that's, that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The buck is the the cherry on top of the cake. Oh it yes, is. it or is. Ice, ice cream or wherever you put your cherry. So <laughs> <laughs> I would say that for any harvest, honestly. Yeah, that's true too. Yes, a doe as as well. So, well, guys, I uh, I won't keep you much longer. I just want to say thank you and uh, really appreciate you guys sharing your stories and experiences and uh, just um, some lessons learned there. And I wish you guys a good rest of your season. Thank you. You too. Hope that you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I also hope that this coming week you guys have a great uh, time with your family, enjoying some Thanksgiving time. And until next time, remember to shed the light.